How many years have you guys heard me say I want to do a podcast? I even went so far as to flying out to Los Angeles a couple of years ago and met with all these fancy podcast people trying to do it. And about a week ago, my friend Molly tells me about Anchor. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it is the easiest way to make a podcast. Here's how it works. First of all, it's free. There's a tool, and I am the least techie person in the world, that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, which is what I'm doing right now, or on your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so that you can have it on Spotify, Apple, all kinds of different platforms. You can start making money with no listenership. Hello. And they have everything you need to make a podcast. They even put background music in for me. You guys, I cannot even tell you how incredible this is. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That was anchor.fm to get started. You guys, if I can do this, anybody can do this. Welcome to episode three of the Flow podcast. Yes, that was my ankle popping because my joints pop out all the time. I will do a podcast on that one day, a whole episode on that one day. But today, welcome to Flow. I am your host, Kelly Wolf. Wolf is Flow spelled backwards. And this is the place where we will be finding love over worry. I will be your gentle guide. I always say gentle guide because nobody wants to be dragged around or pushed around or yelled at. You know, I just, that's not my jam. Um, So I am here to be your gentle guide to a life of flow. And I think I've told you this before. I will offer my arm to support you and most likely I will fall down and you will hold me up. That's how we're going to do this. Um, episode one, we introduced flow. I told you a little bit about the first doable things, and I'm going to remind you of those doable things every episode because they are the foyer to flow. Yes, folks, that little spot in the house that nobody knew why they put it there where you would go and meet somebody before they entered your home. Let's just, let's call it that the foyer, foyer, foyer to flow. The three M's, munch, move, meditate. Munch, move, meditate. This morning, I had a a watermelon-based green juice. I did watermelon, strawberries, kale, some lime, some water and ice. I then followed that with a coffee. You guys, I have so many liquids every day. (laughs) It is amazing that I don't float away sometimes. Um, I will be walking as soon as I finish this podcast. That will be my move. And I did a meditation before we started. Why did I do the meditation before we started? Because meditation completely shifts your energy field. And why is that important? Because you want to be that person that walks into rooms and people go, damn, there is some magnetism coming off that person. Holy guacamole. The person that there's just a gravitational pull. And that's our goal. 
You know, we want to come in with open, beautiful, grounded, non-judgmental energy, which brings me to the topic of today's podcast. I have been thinking about what would be a good third episode. And if you have followed along with me for a while, you probably know that I do not have a standard operating system. Um, Anything that says there's a plan or write it on this piece of paper and we're going to do it. Not, not something that I typically gravitate to. I'm a little more fly by the seat of my energetic pants. So what's been percolating for me was this idea of turning judgment into permission. So let me break that down a little bit. Turning judgment into permission. This concept has been coming up for me over and over again um, in my meditations, in my walks, throughout the day. And currently, I believe that we are living in a state of immense separateness, profound otherness, and the cornerstone of separateness and otherness is judgment. And judgment is a danger zone, in my humble opinion. But we all have it. We all have it to the point that you don't know that you have it. And I'm going to give you some examples in this podcast of the types of judgment that we hold. I'll tell you my judgment sometimes. Um, And then what happens when we just look a tiny bit further, take a little bit of that sheet off the bed and, and look underneath and see what's down there. So that was the weirdest metaphor to use. Who's creeping under sheets, people? Anyway, we'll think of a different one. So let's take judgment into permission. Judgment into permission. If we turn on the news these days, hell, if we turn anything on, um, you probably feel this too. There is a divide, a polarization, although... I'm going to, I'll get to this in a little bit. I don't think that that's actually true. I think that that is what is um, professed and pushed in a lot of um, outlets and a lot of ways that we absorb. But what I find is that 99% of the time around tables that I sit at, there's not a divide. Um, There's a willingness and an openness to communicate and to talk. And I am blessed to have friends and relationships in every kind of category. And I'm also blessed to be curious enough to want to talk to people about uh, what they're feeling, thinking, and believing so that we can have a better understanding of one another instead of having the false belief that I could say something that would change a lifetime of what and how and why they're doing what they're doing and vice versa, right? I don't come to the table thinking, They're going to change my political views in a five-minute conversation, probably unlikely, if not impossible. However, we're not going to go anywhere or get anywhere if we don't talk to each other and take a a deeper look at what is judgment and how it's affecting us on a daily. So here's a few things that I wanted to throw out. These are the things that popped up in my head and um, popped up in 
sessions with me, um, with clients. For those of you who don't know, I'm a life coach. I do one-on-one clients, although I am moving uh, to another country in the next month. And so I'm not taking on any new clients and I'm taking a sabbatical for a couple of months from one-on-one coaching. Um, that's for everybody's best interest. So uh, I get to hear a lot of what goes on in people's minds and wow, what a blessing, what an honor it is to hold space for another human being. And in that space, my job, not just my humanity, but my job is to not have judgment. And that is an important hallmark for me that I take very seriously. And I have worked on that for as long as I can remember to check my judgment, to notice when I have it, to look deeper at it. But see, that's my job. So I wouldn't be good at what I do if somebody told me I'm having an affair and I, you know, crossed my arms and tapped my foot and stuck my nose in the air. That wouldn't help anyone. So my job is to listen to the journey. My job is to understand the dynamics of what's going on in this individual's life. And my other part of my job is to recognize if that is hurting people. I know, don't get your panties in a bunch, but it's true. Not all things are equal and exactly how we think they are. (laughs) Um, Pretty great, actually. Think of that as like freedom. Love it. So judgment to permission. Here's some classics that I personally have participated in, I think, and for sure here all the time. Tell me, raise your hand wherever you are listening to this. Hopefully you're out moving (laughs) on a trail. Um, Maybe you're washing your dishes, but wherever you are, you know, put a little thumb up for me. She's getting a divorce and she's always been the person who proclaimed to have such a great marriage. Who's heard that one before? She is quitting her job. All she's ever talked about is how great it is, and she gets promoted all the time. Why would she leave? Did you hear that he is having an affair? (gasps) He's a cornerstone of our community, and I think maybe he's doing drugs. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, gosh, gosh, guys, we we could do a lot. Um, How about... I heard they're filing for bankruptcy, but she drives a Mercedes. Mm -hmm. These are good, right? (laughs) I'm just pulling them out of thin air, but okay. These are good. These are good. I'm trying to think of some other ones here. Mm. Okay. Let's break some of those down. Um, Oh, here's one. Here's one. I saw him drinking, but... I thought he was sober. Yeah, that one's pretty heavy. That one that one feels like it has uh, weight and damage and um, potential for harm surrounded in that one, doesn't it? Um, so those are some classics. And I think... Let me, I'm going to, you here, how about this? I'm going to take one 
that I most definitely had, and I'm going to give the caveat, eek, I know I had to do an eek face, because I realized, well, I caught myself, let me start there, um, and, and when I had this judgment, I did not, I don't know this person, they're a public figure, um, and I think it's easier for us to to chat about, to judge, and to um, participate in communal shamings of people that are public figures because they seem kind of fair game. And listen, we could talk about that all day because there's probably a good argument to be made there. But let's let's pretend like that person was our next door neighbor or our best friend. Obviously, we would have a completely different point of view on it and would probably come uh, quickly to their defense. But since we don't have the full story, it's really easy to jump to a conclusion. In this case, this public figure is a um, very strong voice on marriage and relationships, uh, one that I admire, and they are getting a divorce. This couple is getting a divorce. And I follow a lot of relationship um, people John Gottman is actually one of my favorites. If you if you don't know about their work, John and Julie Gottman, definitely go look that look that up. Um, but in this case, I felt myself immediately go, "What? Wait, what?" And I sort of wanted to participate in this kind of, "Well, that's not cool." And you know, wait, you guys have been giving us advice, and what's that about? And as I took a minute. Here's where we're going to get to the cool part. When we take judgment and we turn it into permission, okay, don't worry, I'm not getting a divorce. Um, <laughs> I got triggered by something, okay? And within that trigger is usually an opening for me or for you. So within that trigger, here first comes the judgment if we stop right after the judgment and take a beat and turn it into permission. So this person's getting a divorce. I feel judgment around that. What if I ask myself, where am I feeling stifled? What are places that I would like to be divorced from? Don't worry, guys, it's not my husband. Um, they, they aren't always people. You know, you might want to be divorced from a job. You might want to be divorced from a relationship. You might want to be divorced from a pattern. Okay, they're not, they're not always the spouse. So as I look further and say, what's the permission? What is the permission from that judgment? My judgment is somebody is, is getting a divorce who, who has been a, a hallmark of relationships and marriage and how to make marriages work. And I think, well, what the heck? But then I think, hold on a minute. Let's grab that old trusty mirror out of our back pocket and look right in our own faces and recognize that there's a possibility that I would like to have a divorce from certain things that aren't working, that aren't flowing anymore. But for whatever reason, maybe in this person's case, because they have made a public platform out of this, it was, I can't even imagine how hard and sad and gut-wrenching and 
horrible it must feel to have to go through that, not to mention getting a divorce on in any category of life and the complications for your children and all of those things and just the sheer heartbreak of that. And who am I, one, to know anything about somebody's inner inner life, but two, what if I use my judgment as permission? Isn't that isn't that fabulous, by the way? Isn't that so freeing when you turn it around like that? Okay, so let's use another one that I didn't have, but let's use a classic one and play with it for a minute. Um, let's pick one of the ones that, okay. She's quitting her job. Now let's pretend like we're talking about a gal uh, who is quitting a job that she has been promoted through a gazillion times, who talks about it all the time, who's really identified by her job, by her by her career. And, and now she's quitting her job. And we've all, you know, let's just double down on that, okay? Because I actually, this I've, I've heard this many times, so we can go go here on this one. This This gal has asked all of us in her community to watch her children, to um, help her out, to support her in this career path, to, um, you know, really understand where she, where she is in all of this. And, and, and we've all really helped out in that department. Okay. And now she's quitting and, and two emotions might come up in that way. One might be, um, she was my, my cornerstone for badass females who can do it all. Another one might be that really chaps my hide that she's out there making, you know, multiple zeros and I'm watching her child. Okay. You, you pick the lane that most resonates and now she's quitting her job. The judgment might be who does Sally think she is to make all these choices, (laughs) you know? And here I am over here, just painting by number and doing what I'm supposed to do. This isn't fair. Okay, do you see that one? Sally seems to be able to, I don't know, choose different things despite what the community ramifications may or may not be, or people's judgment may or may not be. And have you given yourself permission to do the same? Do you give yourself permission to pursue your dreams? Do you give yourself permission to ask for help when you need it? That's not Sally's problem. That's whoever else's problem that said yes and and agitated them. Okay, so where are you giving or not giving yourself permission to pursue the things that you desire in life? And that will bring me to this part that I so love which is let's take that concept a tiny bit further and ask ourselves, where have we blocked our flow? Where have we blocked our dreams and desires because of our fear of judgment? Where have we blocked our dreams and desires for fear of judgment? If you can answer that question, you will have a direct fishing line to things that are going to trigger you and you're going to feel judgmental about. 
promise. I promise you. Promise you. But it is so important to take a look at that. There's a lot of reasons that we want to take a look at it. Number one, living a non-judgmental life is really spectacular. I am clearly, as I said, locking arms with you and tripping all over the place. But we are doing this with consciousness in the effort to see more so that we can be more. And if we can recognize where we have allowed for exterior fear of judgment to stop us from pursuing and fulfilling our own dreams. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Here's one for you. As you all know, I'm writing a book. And man, it is a big, big calling, deep passion inside of me. And I've also simultaneously spent a lot of my life going, I have priorities that must be met first. And I actually, I'm going to say I agree with that, but it does come down to time management and how I want to choose myself. And I wondered for a while, did I have some judgment around, gosh, I think I did say this, you know, probably 10 years ago. I think I actually said this. How can you be a mom? How could you be a mom and do all the things and have a career, write a book, da, da, da. how can you do that and not have your family sacrificed? I think I actually had that thought. Now that we will unpack that on another day because it is riddled with judgment and limiting beliefs that I have done my own work on and my own journey on. And I am now to a place where I get up at five o'clock in the morning. So nobody is having anything. I can still make my kids breakfast if that's what I choose. And P.S., if that's not what you choose, that is okay. <laughs> that is okay. We have got to release the judgment around these things so that we can fulfill our manifest destiny, so that we can be of service to the highest calling and go out and do the thing that we were born to do. Because guess what? If everybody was doing that, not only would you have a love-based society, but we would all be plugged in to the exact right place where we were supposed to be. We would be this perfect moving wheel. Boom, boom, boom. So beautiful. So I'm here to recognize what my calling is, to manifest that, and to do the hard and challenging work around why, how, where, who, when. Okay. But take a, take a look at where you have judgment, fear of judgment that is keeping you from your deepest desires. And take a moment to use the flow matrix around those beliefs. Again, flow is finding love over worry. The judgment, the fear of judgment would be the worry, right? The fear of judgment would be the worry. So whatever that is, um, I'll be using this one as an example. So I couldn't be a uh, the mom I would want to be and have the career I would want to have. That is a worry thought. That is not a, a true, real thought. So I have to turn it around. I become the observer. That's the finding section. I have to meditate on that thought so that I can see it as a worry thought. So that it doesn't confuse me into believing that it's some kind of empowering thought. Then I go over. That's the O. 
and over is the bridge, I get to make another choice. I get to choose my thoughts. I know it's a revelation. I get to choose my thoughts and I'm choosing to replace my worry and fear thought with a love gratitude thought. That's the L. Get it? F-L-O-W. So what's my new alternate thought? I love that I am getting downloads for a book that I know will change lives. I love that I can go to bed at a time when I'm then able to wake up at five in the morning and devote time and energy and quiet time to my craft. I love that I have the support of my husband and my family to pursue and follow my deepest calling. I love that I can release judgment on myself. There are enough people in the world who might have something to say to us about things to not add us to the conversation. I don't also need to be throwing stones at my own face. Pretty sure about that one. Okay, so use that flow matrix around all of these things. And today, take a minute to recognize judgment thoughts. These are going to come in all forms. They're going to come in political value forms. They're going to come in friendship forms. They're going to come in work. They're going to come in, um, I don't like so-and-so's hair on a newscast. I don't know. Just pay attention, pay attention, but really also pay attention to, and it's not because I, I am married to a public figure. I'm saying this because it's an easy out and it's hardwiring your brain when we are able to judge somebody in the public arena and we can do that easily. And we bring it into our book clubs and our tea parties and we bring it into our homes and our, and our dinner tables, because for some reason, the fact that we don't have a personal relationship with that person makes it easy to roll around in the judgment bin. But I'll say this, anytime we do it, whether we know them or don't know them, you are literally going into your brain with a little needle and going, hardwire that guy, hardwire it, hardwire my brain to feel and pursue judgment. So pay attention to it. It's not just your next door neighbor. Why do I use Sally as the example? If you're Sally out there, will you send me a message? Um, I'm not sure why I use the name Sally. Um, so I apologize. Meanwhile, I did see a card one time at the store and it said, you know, it was like a birthday card, just a silly card and the front cover said, hey, when do you guys want to get together and talk shit about Kelly? <laughs> so Kelly's another one of those names and I have it. Um, my mom thought she was being very creative when she named me Kelly. She thought nobody would be named Kelly. There were six Kellys in my first grade class. But you know, we do what we can. All right, kiddos. I hope you have a beautiful day and I will be back soon with episode four, also a lucky number. So I'm going to think about something lucky and I am sending you all love and flow today. Thank you so much for joining me. It's truly a pleasure. Thank mm-hmm. you.